It's the Opix Podcast, baby. Glad you tuned in. Got your host, thank me later, and you're stupid to win. Might become an obsession as soon as you begin. Start out king of the street, then lock it iconic in. Welcome to Offland. Grab your Opix, man. On your way in the door, hit you with four grand. Get to buying and gripping, then to selling and flipping over to moving and shocking. Another exciting episode of the UPX podcast. I'm your host, Too Stupid to Win. We do have an exciting show for you guys today. Uh, at the end of 2020, we were talking about how we really wanted to get a second episode out. We ended up running pretty long on the episodes. And not only that, we've always never had time to talk about Fresno. We always talk about what's going on in San Francisco, what's going on in New York and the events or the contest or upcoming news. And we just never have time for Fresno. And that's a disservice to our loyal listeners and the players of Upland. A lot of things are going on in Fresno. There's a lot of OPEX changing hands, a lot of properties. As you see each and every week when you tune in and listen and get the numbers, a lot of people are cracking the top 100 in net worth and in properties. A lot of that action takes place in Fresno, but we're not providing you that information. So we teamed T. Davis up with BDAG, and they're going to bring us the Fresno Fury each and every week uh, as time allows. Um, so really looking forward to what they've put together for the first episode. Expect this one to run a little longer since it is the first episode. And before we get into those details too much and I turn it over to our two wonderful correspondents, I'll turn it over to Block Unchained and tell us what is Upland. Hey, everybody. Uh, the definition of Upland that I present always depends on who I'm talking to and what they know. But the most grand claim I like to make about what Upland really is about is Upland is an early stage cross-platform metaverse that is on a path to becoming the largest and most dynamic economy of NFTs in the world. Thank you, Block Unchained. And that's in case you've come across our podcast on uh, your favorite platform and wondering what we will be uh, talking about here. And for the disclaimer is... All the thoughts and opinions here are the sole expression of myself, Thank Me Later, T. Davis, and BDAG. Uh, Upland Me has no affiliation or control over the podcast and has no responsibility for the contents provided in this podcast. And then the feelings that were hurt and that is unintentional on our behalf, so we do apologize ahead of time. So, as I said, we have this uh, wonderful team here to talk about Fresno. And uh, what they'll cover today is this is the first time we have BDAG on, so we'll get to know BDAG a little more, talk about the origins of Fresno, talk about the collections of Fresno, and uh, there might be some rumors out there that they're going to address and some numbers. Really looking forward to what you fellows have put together. Very excited to listen. And uh, with, with that said, uh, turn it over to you, T. Davis and BDAG, and take us away in Fresno. Thank you, Too Stupid, and welcome listeners. T. Davis here with the new episode featuring Frez Yes. I'm uh, on the air here today with, uh, with B-Dag. B-Dag, how you doing? Hey, I'm good. Thanks for having me, T. Davis. Yeah, you got it, man. So I'm very excited. Let's get this show started. Uh, right first, on. why don't you uh, tell our listeners a little bit about yourself? When did you start Upland? Sure. So I started in uh, May 
about the end of May 2020 last year. It really didn't have anything to do with COVID and settling in, looking for something to do. I was still super busy with work, but a friend of mine got me into cryptocurrency, and that just opened up a rabbit hole that led to Upland, founded on an ad in the Brave browser, and uh, bought my first property at 139 Lobos in San Francisco. Uh, I don't think there was Discord then. I think it was still Telegram. So it was a whole lot of trying to figure stuff out on your own. But Discord came pretty quickly. And I had a lot of help from the community getting things stepped up. Took me about four months to hit director. And that was with putting five bucks. No, I take that back. I bought my first couple of properties. I poked around at the collections and realized with five bucks, I could get uh, a couple of more collections and put myself into permanent status, uh, Uplander status. Great. Yeah. So I put my five bucks in, which man, I, I, I don't know that there's any easier way to do it. If you can't afford the five bucks, there are other ways to do it, but five bucks really puts you a long way in the game to getting started. Well, so, what did that five? What's your current net worth? Where are you at now? Well, I, I was going to lead up to that a little bit. G- give me another second here. Um, so I put the five bucks in, and then uh, a couple months later, there was a, a big push, big community push into Alamo Square. Oh, Alamo okay. Square is not a collection. There's nothing special about it in game, but Choina and several other players had decided. You know what? There's going to be some community aspect in game. We're going to make it in Alamo Square. <clears throat> so I sat watching Alamo Square get minted up, and I thought, you know what? There might be an opportunity here. So against uh, all all my typical <laughs> feelings of ever putting money into a game, I put in another 10 bucks and grabbed a property. Oh, wow. And, yeah, and I sat on it for maybe a week or two. Okay, and I flipped that ten dollars of property to about sixty-six thousand upex. Wow! Very nice. Yeah, that was cool. That was that was really something. Uh, so that gave me a big boost. Started being able to buy up Russian Hill and Knob Hill. Do you remember who bought that Alamo Square? Oh boy, I could look back. Uh, it'd probably take me longer than <laughs> than is really worth sitting waiting for. I'll poke around while I'm talking, but. excuse me um the other thing that was completely unprecedented is when after two weeks i'd kind of figured out how to do treasure hunting and i was getting pretty good at it well i hit one of the exclusives right right i think i heard this story go ahead and 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 I, I, I saw it pop up and said, hey, you're the winner. Congratulations. And it's a chest. So, you know, I don't yeah. have to sit there trying to click as hard as I can on it. Right, right. I'm looking at it and I'm trying to resolve all the zeros. <laughs> like, wait, what does this mean? It's 108,000 up wow. chest. Yeah, man. It's like top four. I think it's the fourth biggest chest now. June June got a big 154K uh, several weeks ago, a month ago, maybe. So that knocked my 108 into fourth. But man, that was a game changer. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, 
the veteran players were telling me, man, Seacliff is getting close to minted out. Go buy there. So I bought a Seacliff collection, held that for quite a while, and then started selling it to finish off Knob Hill, Russian Hill, Pacific Heights. So that 15 bucks put in, I got myself up to 500,000. And uh, somewhere around that time, Fiat out started getting talked about. So I kept growing my worth seven, 800. We'd started uh, communicating by then and somewhere around uh, a million, I finally hit director status and I got in on the beta for Fiat out, which was cool. Nice. So I had 15 bucks in the game at this point, right? Uh-huh. Um, I've hit director. I'm in the beta for Fiat out. I list three properties for five bucks each. And there you go. And they sold, and now I'm technically a free-to-play again. <laughs> That's awesome, and you got to love those stories. And, hey, you know what? That gave us an opportunity to uh, shout out our, our data provider, um, Upland Data with uh, MG, and uh, Mixplick with Daily Uplander. And we would be remiss to not mention uh, Upix World as well. But uh, while you were talking, I went and I pulled up on uplanddata.com forward slash thleaderboard.php and you are correct that is still the fourth largest treasure chest 108,000 and uh yeah June June has the top 154k yep hodler and pelzen wow pelzen pelzen <laughs> shout He's out to fairly pelzen. new player yeah yeah 114k Good for him. Awesome, awesome. So, well, what are your future plans for the game? I only barely got into Second Life when it first came out. In fact, I think I signed up for an account, walked around, and that was it. I never went back to it. Okay. Uh, but a lot of a lot of stuff came out of that apparently. And you know, for a while, I thought about going in. I've been a home designer for over twenty years, probably twenty five years now. And at yeah. one point, I thought about going back into Second Life and designing houses for people. Never got back into it. I'm sure Nitcherin would tell me I was stupid not to. <laughs> so, you know, he's a big Second Life guy. He's, yeah. yeah. He's got a lot going on in there. So now Upland has this opportunity where you can open a business. And we've got, we've got the hints of building development started. Spud Wars gave us an idea of how we can start putting buildings on our lots. And when the time comes, I would love to start designing buildings in Upland for people to put on their own properties. That would be, that would be fantastic. Have you submitted a pre-application for the business beta? I haven't yet. I plan to, I want to get in and see what it's all about and uh, see what the next steps would be. Okay. Well, you better hurry because I had to look this up myself today. And just uh, as I guess a friendly reminder to all our, all our listeners, the pre-applications for the program are due January 28th at 5 p.m. Pacific. So if you're going to give it a shot with your pitch, make sure you have it in by then. That's going to be uh, coming up quick. That's going to be a week by the time you take a look at it. And then when the day actually comes, you'll think you still had two or three days left. So don't delay. Yeah. I'm going to get mine in tomorrow. I'm, I'm definitely going to apply. I haven't submitted it yet, but uh, you're right. I don't want it uh, to forget about it or have something happen. 
So let's talk about Fresno. Uh, sure. The Fresno Origins. Do you remember when they opened Fresno to Upland? Do you remember the day? I clearly remember that day. <laughs> uh, that day, uh, October 20th, 2020, right. 8 a.m. PST. Um, I, I live in PST. That's a uh, touch early for me. I'm I'm a night owl. Yeah, same here. Uh, yeah, I remember, and we'll probably talk about that here in a little bit, about how our mornings started off there. Um, and I remember I had a, uh, uh, a web app set up that was live streaming all of the properties as they yeah. got minted. You, you remember that? And, uh, yeah, yeah. The first property... That worked for... Yeah, go ahead. I'm sorry. Uh, the first property minted was by Jones. Jones. He has that enormous uh, parcel right behind the row of 10 train terminals there. It's 2710 Tulare Street. And yeah. It's, uh, he minted it for 9,300 upics. Um, I know that it stretches like the length of the train terminals. And then speaking of the train terminals... After that got minted, that's when we started to see train terminals being minted and the debacle that that was. Um, Yeah, I I have a a hyperlink here in my notes back when that happened. And I remember the response by MG. It was a a WTF and Uh Discord. And uh, I'm glad all of that worked out. We... uh, actually were able to get a very generous donation for you guys that don't know for our holiday event. The Upland Outlaw team had uh, a train terminal, number 10 of 10, be donated by uh, our veteran community hero, Gobby. And uh, Saladin. Gobby's outstanding. Yeah, yeah. Shout out, huge shout out to Gobby. I modeled my behavior after... Uh, him and a few others um, in the For community. Sure. They're, they're absolutely role models and heroes. And uh, yeah, so tell me, so tell me, walk me through your morning. Um, for the <laughs> audience that doesn't know, uh, BDAG and I, well, you know what? Let's tell the, let's tell the audience about, about our history and how we sure. met. Sure. You, uh, I don't know where you came from. You just suddenly showed up on the scene and you were like, Hey, little Italy, New York. Yeah. I'm all over that. All right. Let's do it. Let's do it. And I'm still, I'm still sitting down in the 500,000 range. I barely got a up balance at any given time with, uh, you know, I'm not going to fiat in anymore. I'm, I'm done with that. I like this FTP stuff, F2P stuff because I'm cheapskate, but I saw that little Italy in New York and I was just feeling jealous that I probably would never own a property there. And, uh, you're going nuts in there. There's a big following. It got minted up pretty quick. That was the, the, the first one of the bubbles. Yeah. Was Mm -hmm. it? Yeah. The first half of it was in one of the bubbles and there it all went. But that was a little bit of hope for me because I looked at the boundaries. I'm like, Hey, there's still the Southern half here. (laughs) I I might have a chance. And you threw a contest out there. Yeah, that's right. That was uh, the first NFT that I released, the Welcome to Little Italy NFT, that's which uh, I actually, one. I just sold one of those yesterday to uh, Uplando. Uh, 
slash KCBC. He's uh, he's definitely a community asset. He um, he's out there in in, uh, in the crypto uh, world, and I believe he has his own um, uh, following with the crypto community, and uh, he's just nice. been a huge. Huge asset gain for Upland, in my opinion, just from my my uh, interactions with him. So yeah, shout out to Uplando slash KCBC. I didn't cool, mean cool. to interrupt you there. No, that's fine. That's fine. So you, uh, yeah, you threw together that contest, and I thought, dang, I'm going to get myself a little Italy property. And your contest was visit based. Yeah, man. So you'd <laughs> set up an address. And you said, visit me at this address. And I don't remember what the parameters were, if you had different addresses for different Yeah, I did. Levels. It was bi-coastal. I remember that. That's right. So I hit up that San Francisco address, 43 or yeah. 43. It, yeah, it was somewhere something. In there. I get threes and sevens mixed up. But yeah, that uh, Four, 40 sounds 40-some-odd right. times. Yep. Spending 40 up each time. Yeah, so. That's right, yeah. And out of all those visits, how many... Uh, winning entries did you get out of that big old zero <laughs> Couldn't but be. i i don't remember who won it was kachow sure got the first got kachow won the the grand prize and with one single visit that's right, right. yep jeez yeah i got the number two mint with one visit that's right I, my my statistics teacher warned me <laughs> yeah and then i felt so bad about it <laughs> that I reached out to you and I uh, gave you one of them anyway, just That's for right. uh, being such a huge supporter. And, and that and that was the beginning, my friend. <laughs> yes, of it a was. beautiful relationship. <laughs> yes, it was. And then we learned that they were opening this starter city, this FSA, uh, Fair Start Act. For those who don't know the acronym. City Fresno, and I got a ping, or maybe you posted in the public Discord, I don't yeah. recall, but uh, I remember it saying, there's a little Italy in Fresno, and then you put the, the drooling emoji, if I remember. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and I'm thinking, oh, this will be nice, I can finally get a couple of, uh, of uh, properties that are branded as Little Italy. Yeah, but man. The, but then we saw the prices. Yeah. I think MG or Green Turtle posted prices per neighborhood, and I thought it was a typo. Right? Yeah, yeah. So for the listeners, if they if you don't know what we're talking about here, uh, so each neighborhood has a, a a base neighborhood price that is static for all of the properties, and so a, a parcel or property in Upland is measured in up squares up2 and the mint price will be the up squares times the neighborhood base price so in this instance with little italy the neighborhood base price was 11 that's correct right that's right 11 11 so that means a 100 up squared size parcel would be 1100 upics and if you are familiar with parcel sizes you'll know that that is extremely cheap for uh, what it is 
Yeah, hundreds a pretty reasonable size. In San Francisco, you're going to be getting a lot of 20 to 30 up square parcels. Right. Those and, are like the standard triangle size right. ones, right? Yep. Yeah, okay. rectangles. Yeah. So the cheapest neighborhood in San Francisco, I believe, was Showplace Square, and that was 80 upics per up squared. Oh, wow. And, yeah. So, so we're talking about a fraction of what San Francisco costs. Right. And the most expensive neighborhood in Fresno is 19. <laughs> Which uh, I think yeah. that's North Growth, right? I think you're right. North yeah. Growth is 19 yeah. upix per up squared. So the most expensive neighborhood in Fresno is only a quarter of the cheapest neighborhood in San Francisco. And it, the gap just widens when you look at the whole picture. Yeah, when you get so, to New York, that you almost have those same well, comparisons between New York and San Francisco. New York and Fresno, let's not even talk about the comparison <laughs> there. There's no comparison. I mean, there's just no comparison. Uh, but Fresno, yeah, you're right. That 11, I yeah, like I said, I thought it was a typo, and I was just giddy. I was absolutely giddy about the prices because I realized I could probably afford to get a dozen or more. You know what? I could even afford to own a full block. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Yes, sir. Yeah. So I I started listing some properties and I went nuts on the standard treasure hunts and and fighting for those exclusives and I built my I built my Upex liquidity up to a hundred thousand before we went in there. Yeah, that's right. And uh, I think I went in with roughly the same and uh, got FOMO about 12 hours in and ran off and grabbed uh collection properties with another 100k and uh yeah we got the whole thing sold out in one day eight hours and 45 minutes which that spanned obviously overnight and sleeping and eating and all of that and uh 354 properties right that we that we got minted and the right. majority of them being fsa properties so it's just not as simple as having a bankroll and being close to properties and minting them there was a whole entire operation and accounting and it was that's uh, right it was pretty and, incredible and here's the important thing to note too is that we had a couple of players who had under a hundred thousand K net worth that we had built relationships with. Right. That's, you know, a big part of the game is those relationships. So we'd gotten, we'd gotten them on board before Fresno opened. It wasn't just grabbing somebody and saying, here, help. We had already planned and they were, they were all in. So they were minting and we were buying and they were minting and we were buying. Yeah, man, it was we going uh, nuts. It was a thing of beauty. I wish we would have thought to have recorded that. I would have liked to have reflected back on that in a few years just yeah. the madness that 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 zoom call was <laughs> yeah that's right we were we were half a dozen of us or so on a zoom call just you know okay hey okay head over here now oh you're running low on funds all right let me buy a few props from you boom who's that okay got it boom okay head over here and get these uh-oh somebody looks like they're floating in start grabbing this area over here oh no i guess they're just floating they're not actually buying right yeah there was a few that snuck in i i know that uh i believe jones and green turtle are original mentors of that and neighborhood. Ben 68 another one yeah yeah we yep. uh yeah we were we were at it for four or five hours i think and then i know for me my upex started running real low yeah. and so we all kind of took a break and i wasn't gonna 
uh, I wasn't going to fiat in anymore. I just thought, well, we did pretty good. So I guess this is where we leave it. Well, was it later that day or, or the next morning may have been uh, my last sea cliff sold for a hundred thousand oh, wow. FX. And, and I posted that I said, Hey, should I sell my last sea cliff for a hundred K? And you're like, uh, yeah, do it. <laughs> Duh. So yeah. we got back on it and I, I, it wasn't as fast and furious, but spent most of the next day, I guess not most, if we spent a day, eight hours. Yeah, I guess it would have been, that, that would have given us till about 4 PM PST to finish up. Yeah. Spent most of that time with our guys and another hired hand to get in there and get the rest of it all minted. Right. I remember using Surrey, uh, to get my collection properties and, uh, mm -hmm. he was an FSA agent back then. And, uh, yeah, let's talk about these collections. So what yeah. is going on with collections in Fresno right now? We have one collection that is not sold out and that's Woodward park with approximately 2,000 unminted, approximately 15,000 minted, and there are 1,500 or so locked, which if you don't know what that means, that means it is, it's a parcel that exists, it's gray, like an unminted property, but when you get near it, it is not going to turn the bright neon green because it is not available for purchase and in fresno there is a a range of properties that are locked and it is anything and this is just from my observation and just looking at data but i'm fairly certain that it's anything that's 50 up squares or smaller so if you've noticed on the map there's a bunch of these little apartments that are like in a row that are about the size of the uh, standard parcel rectangle that we mentioned earlier, but they're right. just six little tiny apartments in each, each parcel is like eight or nine up squares. So now, are you sure you said that right? You said something 50 up squares or smaller. I think that was not correct. So because we minted several properties in little Italy, well under 50. I would 50 up squares. I'm going to challenge you to find one of those for me. I, I, I am going to, I'm going to say you're pretty doggone close on that, but I believe the cutoff is somewhere around 500. So it's 500 and up purchase. and 50 and under 50 up well, squares and under or 500. Oh, under. You so, think it's a both and yeah, it's, it's, it's those it's change two neighborhood. You find a 50 up squared in North growth. It's going to be close to a thousand upex to purchase. So, so I'm sorry. Maybe I, maybe I'm not. So it's, it's just the up squares. So okay. if it is 50 up squares or smaller, it's locked. Okay. And see, I'm pretty much only looking at little Italy for that data. So I'm glad you've got a little better beat on that. Oh, boy, I sure didn't do my homework, did I? Or if it's 500 up squares or larger. So okay. That's a so I don't so this isn't written down anywhere. This is just observational. Right. Right? And so I will give the audience that homework assignment to find me a 50 up square parcel or smaller 
that has been minted or a 500 up square or larger parcel that's minted, which I feel like on the latter that that doesn't sound right. But when I say it, but I'm pretty sure that I've scrolled through this map and uh, found that. I've got, I've uh, just found a 753 up squared that's been minted. So then. And most of those big Olive Avenues, the ones that recently sold out, right. were around 1,000, and those were not the largest. There were a couple bigger than that. Yeah, maybe. So see. there's half the audience's homework done for them. Okay. Then find the range where it starts, yeah. where because it's definitely a small and it's definitely a large, right? That keeps them locked. So and anyway. there's another there's another category I'll throw out there, but we won't get into. We can talk about it another time. Right, right, right. Those props outside the city limits. Yeah, yeah. But we, I think all. we have that on the agenda. We might circle back to that here in a little bit. Okay. So there are locked properties in. All right. of the collections, right? And Woodward Park has 1,500 that are, are locked, and uh, that's the last collection that you can still mint at this time. Um, and they're going fast. When do you think that they're going to sell out on Woodward oh, Park? Give me, give me a prediction. When do you think they'll be out of properties? I think this is going to take a little bit of uh, this. This isn't just going to be algebra because they're minting out faster and faster as we go. This is some... Right, yeah. Some higher level math. Yeah, the yeah, and we'll talk about that some when we hit the uh, sales. But just in general, Fresno is absolutely sure. on fire, and uh, which is crazy because <laughs> I is. hate to say it's a trash city, which it is if you're a big whale. But it's it's absolutely epic for the new player. This is groundbreaking. Yeah, Players have made fortunes in this city, so I won't say it's a trash city no. because. It is a big boon to new players. Yeah, it is. And you know what? One of the most popular uh, collections is it's the next one on our list, the Tower District. Ooh, um, I don't know why. I love Tower. Yeah, man. I have some spares, and I, um, I've i gone through quite a few. I've gifted some, and I've listed one or two for sale. And I have my base collections, so I have... Everything that I can fill in Fresno is filled, and I don't want to change that. I feel yeah. like the object is to keep those as long as possible. But right now, Tower District properties are on fire in the secondary market. I saw some selling for upwards of 9, 10, 12x, and so... Uh, Meaning twelve times more than the main yeah, price. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, twelve hundred percent. And somebody brought up a mentioned a uh, a really good point in the Discord today about Tower District specifically, and it was that uh, a lot of players who started back in October and through those months hit Uplander because of the. FSA buying and selling and may have abandoned the game, right? And so oh, yeah. 
If that happened, then there are a significant percentage. I, well, I don't want to say significant. There could potentially be a significant percentage that brings the total number of collection properties that are even available to be collected by future upland players. That brings sure, that because n- number way just, down. Yeah, they're not they're not abandoned exactly. They're just right absentee. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And so uh, that's that was just a very interesting point. Uh, North Growth area is a like we said earlier the most expensive neighborhood, so to speak, in Fresno. There's uh, eleven hundred minted properties there. There's approximately ten percent of that for sale, and that has thirty six locked. Uh, next is the Van Nesses, which is 763 minted. Approximately 125 of those are for sale and 11 locked. That was an interesting one when people finally started realizing what was going on because there are three distinct sections of Van Ness right. Boulevard. And you know, as as a guy who works with tax maps a lot, I can see how it used to be a country road the way it winds around. But now the development has crept all around it. It's broken up in three sections, and there was a whole lot of talk in the chat. Well, wait, I found another section. Does this count too? Does this count too? So the devs have changed. I believe they changed the name of the collection to the Van Nesses to make sure that it was understood. It oh wow, I didn't even anything. know that. Yeah, it included anything with the name Van Ness Boulevard, whether it be north or south or, or, you know, any of the three distinct runs of it. Well, then there's, yeah, there's Av also. And yeah, I did not know this. Wow, I'm learning something listening to this podcast. Right on. (laughs) Um, Blackstone, what do you think of Blackstone? I think that might be one of my, one of my favorites. I have a decent sized Blackstone Ave. I know that uh, Landman 6 has one of the largest collections and I think Ben 68 also, they have just enormous size parcels in their Blackstone Ave collections. Yeah, that one that one was kind of a surprise. I hemmed and hawed over buying a couple from FSAs when it came out and then I turned around and it was gone. But there's only 480 properties. Right, yeah, and, and it, even less of those are for sale. We only have 70 right. of them for, for sale. And so I know that I haven't looked at the markup percentages on those, but I would imagine that they're getting up there. Uh, as far as scarcity and rarity, I think that Blackstone Ave is one of those. Well, yeah, if, if you look, as we go through the rest of these, you'll see we can circle back to that one only having 480. Um, and it has six locked properties, which is which is great because we will get, I guess, a few more. But compared to Lowell, so Blackstone Ave is a limited, and uh, Lowell is an exclusive. Right. So now we're going up. We're stepping up the game a little. Right. Yeah. And Lowell has six hundred and fifty-three minted. So that's one hundred and seventy-three more uh, properties with. 94 for sale and 31 locked. Um, and this baffles me a little because they both require three properties. So why would a why would a collection with more properties be exclusive over a collection with less properties being limited? Right. 
I'm sure that's a whole debate we could spend an entire podcast on. <laughs> yeah, I believe it. I believe it. I don't. I, that's a great question. I think Blackstone Ave is and should be one of the most coveted collections in Fresno next For to sure. some of the higher ones. But when you look at the next one, Olive Ave, which well, has let me great- Let me back up just a sec, too. Sure, this is yeah. also bizarre. Blackstone's a limited collection. Lowell's exclusive. The, the oh, earnings right. multiplier on both of them is 1.85. Right, right, right. You know what? As, as you were saying that, I remembered. I remembered seeing which that. Just almost seems like uh, maybe they were trying to shoehorn collections, get a decent enough spread across the different uh, different levels. But yeah, right. it's a little surprising, I guess, to see something as low as 1.85 as an exclusive or maybe to see something as high as 1.85 as a limited right yeah i'm just i'm just looking at it now also and look at the one-time bonus reward for the two of them oh i guess you can't see that because so uh here's a little tip and trick if you ever want to see what the one-time rewards are um you're not going to see them in your own uh because it's going to say collected so what i just do is is i open an in-private browser and then just uh log in as a guest and then you can go back to the same uh, area and um, pull up the collections and they'll be all yeah like, I got tired of doing that so I finally put everything into a spreadsheet yeah yeah I go. can just see it <laughs> boom 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 yeah and Blackstone the one-time bonus on Blackstone is 1100 but on Lowell it's a thousand it's yeah a thousand yeah so that is some that's that's something just to make note of the colors here uh should indicate that one is more quote-unquote exclusive but in fact i don't believe that the long term the prices are going to reflect that i think that the blackstone have people will take notice of how hard it is to get three of those and that collection will that's right uh, because they both have a very similar one-time bonus and they both have the exact same earnings multiplier so Which one's going to go up more, supply and demand, my friend? Yep, exactly. And then that brings us to the, well, so when Fresno rolled out, for anybody who doesn't know this, they initially, so they initially told us that the Firefighter, which is an ultra ultra rare, and the Downtown Murals, which are rare, that those would be locked and we would not have access to those. And then last minute, like I don't, the way I remember it, it was like super last minute, like within the last hour or so, they announced that they were also going to lock Fulton Street as well. Okay. And so I know that I see this question every so often in the Discord. Um, why, are, why can't I get these properties? Why yeah. are none of these minted? And, and, and that's the answer. Um, they were locked, I'm, I'm sure, to prevent the, you know, the animals that we have in the community <laughs> from devouring them because they most mean the whale sharks <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> um they had to they had to preserve them make sure that they uh didn't get gobbled up gotta save the first something. day yeah and so to date there are and we'll get into those a little bit later but today they have only been uh gifted as uh, a reward in official right. upland sponsored events but uh back to olive ave so olive ave is pretty close to a a 2x it's 1.9 with the 1200 uh 
one-time reward. There's 815 minted, 130 for sale, 45 locked. And also you know who the smart players and the experienced players are by their actions on the opening day of a city. And I saw it mentioned earlier today or yesterday in the Discord as well. Um, somebody was talking about a new city opening and yeah. uh, bringing with them the knowledge of what the collections are. And That's I think right. it was MG that said, like, you'll make a ton of epics if you know the collections. And uh, our most expensive property that was sold on that day of the opening was bought by Zadago Kids, 6100 6, East Olive Ave. Um, so that's part of the Olive Collection uh, with the price tag of roughly 180,000 epics. Which for Fresno, dang. Yeah. Yeah, it's enormous. And yet, and yet, based on what you had mentioned for the criteria of what's still locked, there are a couple larger olives out there even. Yeah, there are. I've seen, you know what? I I have a property. (laughs) I have. I randomly clicked on one right here. 8151 East Olive. It's over 15,000 up squared. Oh, wow. Yeah, that's going to be fun whenever they release those you could put your own neighborhood on that property (laughs) yeah Uh, that's great so all right well so the last three collections i mentioned that they they locked and gifted as rewards uh there are seven fulton street properties uh minted in, in existence and uh, they belong to uh, Chica86, my fiance, uh, the wonderful B Dag. That's right. GeoGebra, Clevet2, Gouda Lord, and Zender and Mixplick. So they technically own a Fulton Street, but their Fulton is actually a downtown mural that they won. Oh, they're double dipping. Yeah, they sure are double dipping with that. Um, So the mural owners are MG, Gabi, Mixplick with his double, Zender with his double, and yours truly as the fifth. Uh, Which, if I'm not mistaking, a, a large percentage of these were from the Thanksgiving event. Um that's right. They were giving them away for the first people who finished yep. the event, and that was another debacle. But <laughs> they they made good on it. Yeah, yeah, they sure did. And uh, yeah, they were giving these out as prizes. Did we know that going in? Um, you know what? I don't recall. I know that there were two tiers, and then that's why that's right. the Fulton Street was the the lower, cheaper entry tier, and then the murals were the uh, higher tier more expensive tier well that's why i got a fulton street because i'm a cheapskate and i entered the lower Mm -hmm. tier (laughs) (laughs) yeah that was that was a lot of fun that was that was a lot of fun and and uh um mixed play most recently he won again which is unbelievable and i posted this as a trivia question yesterday while i was doing some research so there's only one firefighter 
property. And if you guys don't know the story behind this, speaking of debacles, and I hate to throw Upland under the bus here, but this was like the third debacle that occurred in Fresno. Um, they, when, when they have these properties locked, and, and I know this because of uh, Chica's train terminal, so how it works is, so they don't give you the actual property, they give you the UPEX to purchase it. So they will say, uh, you know, congratulations, you won this. We're going to deposit the OPEX in your account. And then we're going to tell you when it's okay to go and mint that property. And then you have 72 hours to mint it. Otherwise, I guess it gets locked back up, right? Right. And, and, and encoded in the API is supposed to be who it's for. Exactly. And yeah. Only that person can mint it. Right. And so um, with... The Fultons that occurred, um, <clears throat> GeoGebra went to go mint his and was able to also mint Gouda Lords. And, uh, you know, GeoGebra being the great Upland community member that he is, um, you know, he coordinated that property, getting back to Gouda Lord. Um, yeah. But then the same thing happened with, uh, with Mixplex's fire station and... Uh, Stark 69, if I'm not mistaken. Let me just make sure I'm getting that name right. I'm sure I am. I'm sure you are. Uh, did the same thing. Well, it, it was funny. He went, he, he must have had the most incredible window where he. Oh my gosh, yeah. Out of pure chance. So, because I, I had talked to him about it in DM. <clears throat> he came into the Discord, went right to the. Uh, either the Fresno channel or the buy trade <laughs> sale. And it was like, I have a train station for sale. Make your best offer. Train station or fire oh, station? Oh, no, not train station. I'm sorry. Yeah, fire station. Right. Yeah, yeah. That's and, right. We're all like, who the heck are you? And how did you get a fire station? <laughs> and, and he gave the best answer. I minted it. I'm like, well, how'd yeah. you mint it? He's like, well, I Googled them. And I went to every single one, which just think about the effort and, you know, Good for him. Exactly. Good for him. That's incredible effort and diligence and not giving perseverance, not giving up and finally finding one that you can mint, went and minted it. And then, you know, once again, just in typical awesome Upland community member fashion, um, he returned the property to Mixplick and now Mix owns, um, you know, a property that covers all of those locked collections. For it's sure. I don't, I don't know if Upland ever gave him a bounty for that or not, but uh, he sure got highest props in my book. Yeah, yeah, he sure does. I personally, and if you guys interact, if you're listening to this and, and you know Stark69 or you interact with him in the community at all, uh, yeah, I would ask you to... Um, Give them some props or uh, not actual properties, propers, 90s slang. Um, <laughs> uh, respect for that. That's a, um, a pretty incredible thing to do. Um, it's What do I have next on my list here? Excuse me. <clears throat> uh, landmarks. Tell me landmarks. About, yeah, tell me about the landmarks. Landmark. Fresno has landmarks? <clears throat> it does have landmarks. They're not all bunched together in central Fresno, are they? Uh, <laughs> all the ones they have are bunched together in central Fresno, all three of them. 
Uh, I'm sure if we'd reached out to one of our wonderful data hounds, they could have told us if there are any more, but I did a quick scan and man, I only found four and three of them are within a two minute walking distance of each other right in downtown. Yep. That's the old Fresno water tower, right? Right. Uh, and, uh, two, well, a block away is Fresno city hall. Yep. Yep. And then and go, another go to the block far away. side of that, another block away is St. John's Catholic cathedral, which the water tower is the only one I knew about. And that's only because I was doing uh, research on Fresno right before it opened up to see what I wanted to buy. Yeah. I am, other than recognizing the two words city and hall together, I had never <laughs> heard of uh, any of these. I, I've Googled and looked at the, uh, the old Fresno water tower. That's pretty cool. Um, yeah. It's a tiny property, only 109 up squares. But, um, well, here's what I'm wondering. We know that they've done auctions for some of the landmarks in San Francisco and New York. Yeah. And the prices have been, uh, the prices have been high, but they've been commensurate with those locations. Okay. So we're looking at old Fresno water tower at 109 up squared, 11 upics per up squared. And, you know, we're going to be poking through the couch cushions to find 1200 upics to buy it. If it was a regular property, right. 1200, right. Right. Buck 20. <laughs> yeah. Well, this is a landmark. So right. that's got to go way higher, but this yeah. is Fresno, so it can't go too too high. way higher. Right? Yeah. yeah. Uh, who knows? Maybe they're going to try to, you know, if they follow suit with the others, they can auction it off for fifty thousand. You know, it's going to go quick. Yeah. At fifty or a hundred or even two hundred, somebody's going to snap it right up. You don't want to go a million. Who would spend a million on this? Oh, wait a minute. I yeah. don't know who would, but as soon as it came out of my mouth, I know somebody would. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Somebody's yeah. going to get landmark FOMO and just drop a thousand dollars to buy the old Fresno water tower. Yeah, man. Why? I don't know. Yeah, I I know it'll happen. So where's that fourth one then? If they're all bunched up there, where's that fourth one's not even in Fresno. <laughs> here's here's how I found it. I went to Little Italy, uh huh, and I started driving west out on Kearney Boulevard. Okay, Kearney Boulevard is uh, kind of the main route west out of town goes right through little italy and then yeah. just heads out so i'm scoping properties along kearney boulevard as it goes out and uh i get out about three miles i don't know how to say that in game i'm not going to tell you how many up squares that is but you'll uh you'll pass corn kearney takes a little curve at cornelia and then you've got polk and hayes and brian with a y so okay. canadian right after canadian brian there they spell it with a Y, okay. the I, and I down here in the U.S. Uh, you come up to Kearney Park, okay, and you zoom in to Kearney Park a little. You make sure you got your POI button on that that little pushpin looking thing, right? Bottom right map icon. Right? That's right. Yep the the top one on the bottom. Cool. And and suddenly this property shows up with a with a pin on it, uh, a landmark pin. You click it, and it's a Kearney. I did try to figure out what it was because, like, what what is this doing all the way out here with a pin on it? Well, it's a Kearney Mansion Museum. The Kearneys were one of the early families of Fresno, and this was their estate. Wow. And it's outside of the border of Fresno. That's right. And I doubt this is going to be opened as a – oh, well, wait a minute. Let me let me hold, hold on. I'm zooming in just a little to double-check because there is a fire station – 
right behind the Kearney Mansion. Okay. Now, it's only noted with a little icon in the name, you know, that comes in from a third-party data provider. Right. But there's no actual property under it, so I doubt that's going to be part of the collection at all. Got you. So do you think that we are going to see, because Upland can put parcels out here. Oh, sure. Um, When New York opened uh, the first time, and um, I think some of our veteran listeners will remember this story, but uh, TML, thank me later, TML, had gotten Mm -hmm. on the plane to go to New York City, and Upland announced that, well, they were going to be releasing some new parcels, which were called right. the Phantom parcels. And uh, from my understanding, what that means is that they just didn't make their their way. So there's locked properties that are that are gray. Well, a Phantom is one that is just the outline, and there's nothing underneath it, but just you know the underlying grid map. Right. Right. And uh, I remember Chica '86. She did not fly to New York. And if I'm not mistaken, she picked up a, a knob Hill that they released. I Same would love here. to, yeah, I would love to go back and look at that list. Cause I had no idea what any, any of it meant back then. I uh-huh. just knew I was going to little Italy, New York and spending, you know, two ether worth of upics on, on <laughs> parcels there. <laughs> Dang. Um, Wait, you mean two ether back then? Not yeah, two yeah, yeah. Today, yeah, yeah, it makes a little today. difference. <clears throat> yeah, yeah, and um, yeah, yeah. I remember it was a pretty expansive spreadsheet, and uh, so yeah. Anyway, that's what that's what fandom parcels are, and it wouldn't be unprecedented if Upland did it again. They they've done it in the past. Oh and, yeah, not at yeah. all. I mean, Knob Hill is still sold out, but there there's at least twenty fandom properties there. I've seen that, them that exist in real life. They're just not on the map. Uh huh. Interesting. Oh wait, did I say that out loud? Yeah. <laughs> I wonder if that we're going to see a repeat of the. There's more San Francisco properties to mint. Yeah, and there's every collection has some. Right. Yeah. Well, even so- even uh, uh, Seacliff has two or three Phantom properties still. A couple of those have showed up. They showed up at the New York minting. All the whales went to New York, and right. the few that stayed behind minted some Steecliff and Hate Ashbury. I think that's the only one that doesn't have any Phantom properties left. Wow, that sold out uh, approximately half a second after being placed on the map. <laughs> yeah, you know. So, do you think they're going to? Do you think they're going to expand? Because we're so Fresno is selling at a record pace, um, right? The other day, we had sales that rivaled the release. And so for everybody who took part in that, that it's listening to this, just remember how many properties were were being minted back then in October. Well, we just had a, a, a pretty identical or, or close to identical day like two days ago. That's how many properties are being minted on the daily Wow. Now. If you All those at, new players coming in. Yeah, they're coming in and they're they're minting up a storm, and Fresno is going to. I mean, my prediction is before. I mean, March. I I think I think mid March it's going to be it. There'll be no more. Really, no that more seems, Fresno. 
Yeah. That seems difficult to fathom. It, it does. It does. And, and so one thing I just wanted to, to point out to the listeners also, um, when you talk about Woodward Park selling out, so when you're a, a visitor in this game, you have to renew your visa every seven days to remain in Upland. And if you don't, uh, all of your properties and your upics get released back into the community pool and the properties go back to being unminted, right? And right. if they were FSA when you bought them, they will return to FSA unminted. But we have seen it for a while where this will happen. You will have players who picked up collection properties and other highly coveted neighborhoods, uh, you know, likely not know what they had, let their visa lapse, and then all of those properties get released back into the wild. And I can foresee it being a very long time before you don't see any more Woodward Park being released. Sure. Um, from an expired visa. And so although it, it may completely sell out because there's only 2,000 or whatever properties left, it might, it might you know, sell out in, in those terms, but you'll still be able to get them for a while. It'll just be a, a mad rush every time one of them gets. That's right. It'll be sold out for a hot minute, and then there'll be something. Exactly. Something will come up abandoned, and then it'll be sold right. out for a couple of minutes, and just slowly as it becomes permanent players owning everything right 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 so speaking of sold out uh let's talk about some of the sold out neighborhoods in fresno so sure uh first and foremost um i so i i normally would do little italy last but now i'm feeling all cocky because i have my <laughs> you know my right hand man here and now i that's all i want to talk about first but um yeah, let's uh, Little Italy. So it's 354 properties that are minted. Um, there really aren't any for sale. There's 10 listed for sale. Um, you don't want to buy those, though. So. Yeah, most those, of those, those are the don't bug me with your stupid offer price. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I believe the majority of those are Ben 68 saying, yes, I don't want your offer. Right. Um, there's 10 locked. And then uh, when we go down the list of largest um, landowners, so uh, you're first. You have oh, yeah. 74. That's actually down. I've, I've given a few of them to newer players. Oh, Not oh, given them, but I've uh, – yeah, I did. I gave one away for your contest. Mm. I gave two away. That's right. You did. That's right. And I've sold just one or two. But, man, I'm holding those tight. Yeah, man. Yeah. And then uh, – Kar how do you pronounce that name? Karamazov. Karamazov is second with 44. Um, I'm third. Yeah, Karamazov was, he's a buddy of mine, a, an IRL buddy of mine, and he was one of our big FSA players when we went and minted this up. Yeah, yeah. And well, though that still remains. So MJ, MJC3337 uh, was in that circle then right. uh as was rotten tot and um the five of us all have 30 or more there uh so it's a pretty right. pretty significant amount of holdings uh there in little italy fresno um so the next well actually correct me if i'm wrong but didn't chinatown sell out first technically fresno? it did and i you know 
being a little early guy, I balked a little bit looking at all <laughs> the locked properties there. Right. Yeah. So Chinatown's got a lot of locked properties, and part of that is because they're small. Yeah, but part of that is because they're murals too. You know what? They also have a ton of phantom properties. Right. Yeah. So there's 101 minted there, uh, only 19 for sale, and and a third, 30 of them are, are locked. Yeah. Now, don't get me wrong. I'm not hating on Chinatown at all. I just have you know hometown pride. Right. Yeah. Oh yeah. Absolutely. And uh, there. So let's pretend that they were going to do a Spud Wars in Fresno. Ooh. All right. And they were going to follow the same guidelines that they did with San Francisco, which okay. if correct me if I'm wrong, it was they, they took the sold out neighborhoods and then they took the person who had the largest holdings. I believe it was property count. And so that would put you as the neighborhood champion of Little Italy. That right. would make Poggers, shout out to Poggers, uh, Poggers. And, and his 46 Chinatown properties, uh, the champion of, of, of Chinatown. And uh, after that, they, the drop-off between Green Turtle and Poggers is significant. It's yeah. 38 properties. Green Turtle has eight. Poggers has 46. Sunstar has five. That's uh that's pretty we, crazy we were doing our thing a little italy and poggers was right next dunk. door just doink 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 yep yep uh herndon would be represented by jiggo player with yeah. 170 properties there followed by crazy houston with 106 and 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 crazy houston too he was a junior champ yeah he was yeah of spud war yeah. He's got some experience. He's a veteran. Yeah, he's he a war is. veteran. He is. Yeah, he is. And then, so all of these, so Chinatown, Little Italy, right next to each other. Central Fresno is sold out. Uh, Bloodless is the largest parcel owner there with 100. Again, by quite a bit. Yeah, similar to Chinatown. Yeah, 106 to 48 for Steve G. Eric P. Martin with 25. And then Adeline Palm Historic District. I think Bloodless, look at that. He would have to make a decision. Yeah, right. He's uh, he's the biggest landholder there. And but APHD. he's also in central Fresno. Yeah. Who are you going to represent, buddy? Yeah. Yeah, Bloodless, make a call, man. Is it going to be ADP, APHD, or, or, or central Fresno? I would personally go for Central Fresno. I would too. You've got more properties and spread out amongst more players. Yeah. So then that would uh, maybe that would default Shadow Chaser, who's uh, an up and coming community hero. Man, he's been, yeah. He's been my uh, when I was in New York City minting uh, for these last few weeks or so. He's been my uh, proxy visitor in fresno right. so people what a great idea yeah yeah he had properties in new york um i wanted to help out a new player but i was in you know i wasn't in fresno so i used shadow chaser to go make the visits for me in fresno and then i would return the upics to him by visiting his property in in new york which is nice pretty uh pretty cool i would actually love to see some of our veteran players doing that more often because i know that they 
typically aren't in Fresno, but there's really no excuse to why you can't uh, help out with the visit rate. And I'm not saying that they don't. I just I think that this makes it a lot less difficult to do. Yeah, it's a great many. solution. Yeah, and so then, then that brings us to our last neighborhood uh, that sold out, which is Kalwa. So who would be the neighborhood champion of Kalwa? Oh, my word. Who do you think? <laughs> this guy's got an initiative, and he's gone in hard. Yeah, he has. TM with 1,200 1, Kalwa properties, 1,210 to be exact. With uh, MJC 3337, I guess, right next. To, I mean, if, can you call but it? A, next but one? again, no, the, the rift is just huge. Right. Yeah. A, a 1,200 or 1,100 property difference. And then right. Uh, TML right behind him with 90. But um, yeah, you know, TM goes in on a neighborhood. He goes in and he's got a, a very similar. Uh, percentage and quantity in uh, Visitation Valley and right. in Sugar Hill. In New York. Yep. Yep. So, well, if it came down to a Spud Wars in Fresno, your completely unbiased opinion, who do you think would win? Little, little, oh, wait, unbiased. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I'm looking at this this Little Italy ownership here. Uh, you've got several players here who I trust implicitly. Karamazov's a good friend of mine in real life. Rotten Tot's a good friend of mine. You and I have a tight relationship. Uh, MJ and I have experience together. Those are just the top five, and I know there's a half a dozen more at least. Right, you know, yeah. we, we, could, we could knock this out of the park. But I think the drawback is looking at 354 properties. Right, yeah. We've got a big hold there, but 354. So we're really one of the smaller neighborhoods, unfortunately. So, so then what? What else we got here? Chinatown with 101 properties. Sorry, Poggers. Yeah, Um, how do you compete with that? Yeah, I don't think I don't think Chinatown would have a chance. Well, Uh, and so what does Upland do? Do they do they they change the? The rules some do they change do they use the same buildings that they did before do they use the same yeah. tactics that they did before i i don't know i mean i well huh. i think they would have to change the buildings just aesthetically you're not going to have townhouses all over fresno if you looked at fresno in real life <laughs> on the street cam what's a townhouse i mean they're all like little tract homes and and some right. nicer homes and you got some good stuff up in north growth but it's really a pretty low key, low rise town. So yeah, I think you'll have some different buildings for it. Will they have the same scoring? Before we did San Francisco Spud Wars, if if you gave me just the overview and and asked me to do predictions for Fresno, I think it would have been way different than now. So I think you maybe allude to something there that you know buildings are gonna change, probably the points are gonna change on those buildings. I don't know how mechanics would change. Uh, if the spud hours are going to be different on buildings, what are you going to do to negate? Uh, eh, almost, uh, almost brought up the original uh, negator in San Francisco, which would be a lot more at home here. But again, I don't want to hate on Fresno. Right, right, right. Uh, right. Maybe, 
that maybe would, the cell tower, yeah, or maybe would, a dog house, or wouldn't I it be know. a negator there? That would be, uh, you know, middle par for the course. Right, right, right. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I don't know. I mean, it's it's hard to look at this with the rules we have and come up with really uh, like a fair fight. Right. I don't yeah. think you call it a fair fight. I mean, I, I'm going to say it. I think if if TM could lend out properties to other players and cycle them through, right. hands down, Kawa. But if he's just going to hold what he's got and and not lend them out or sell it mint to other players to help, he's not going to get real far doing all of it by himself. Right. But then, you know, even look at Central Fresno here. I mean, obviously, that's where everybody landed when they got off the yep. train. So you got a ton of different players there, yeah, which do. is great because you've got all sorts of teamwork, but are they all going to be on that team? Right. So, uh, you know, they got a ton of properties. They, what, they got the most out of our list here. Yep. No, they don't. They're just, they're just behind Kawa in props, but they've got a ton more unique players with reasonable amounts of properties. Right. And you bring up that point that like, just like you said, that's where, you know, people started minting their way out in every other direction right. from right. the middle of Fresno. And so, yeah, you were either minting or you were hopping to somebody's property to mint. Yeah. And, and uh, Hern Herndon, they've got a really tight team there. I know. Yeah. But they're pretty small. Uh, yeah, 423 properties. Yeah, that's it. I mean, that's that's a little bigger than Little Italy. And Adeline Palm is kind of the same boat. It's, it's you know, not huge. Yeah. Yeah. So I guess we just got to put a ton of towers into Kawa, right? <laughs> <laughs> it would be it would be a it would be a tactic that we would need to explore. I think I don't know. I if that would that, even but... be the way it works, I mean that that would be hard right. to do too. TM in the first round of Spud Wars with Visitation Valley, he was adamant against Towers, and right? He he stuck to that, which well, is honorable. You know what? I stuck to it also. I yeah, right. I snuck out with uh, out having to de to deploy a single cell tower, and so um, yeah, it'd be interesting to see what uh. If it did come to, I'm, I'm not saying that it is. I don't know anything. We're just purely speculating here. But right. yeah, if it did, it would be interesting to see how they uh, adjusted for the disparity in neighborhood sizes and uh, ownership I don't, I don't think numbers. you can do it the same. Fresno just has a way different layout than yeah. San Francisco does. You got freaking huge hoods and you've got little tiny specialty hoods and not a whole lot in the middle. Yep. So this would be interesting. I'd like to see some version of Spud War in Fresno. It could be pretty cool, but it ain't going to be the same as it was San Francisco. Nope. So, all right, let's talk about some numbers. We kind of mentioned right. them uh, earlier when I had said how how absolutely on fire it was and how many properties were sold and comparing it to the opening. Uh, so for the, I pulled some numbers for the week of the 10th of January through up till yesterday, uh, the right. 17th. Um, now everybody knows when this was recorded. This is being recorded on the 18th. Um, and uh, the total sales in Fresno were 3,059 properties. And this is secondary sales. We're not talking about minting. Right. We're not talking about minting. So 
that is pretty significant. Um, there were some really large purchases that we'll get into, but that definitely skewed the average price a bit. Uh, the average price of a secondary sale was 2,441 upics. Which seems pretty reasonable for Fresno. Yeah, it's not it's not terrible. And so today I put, as I was pulling this data, going through it, uh, actually shout out to uh, Mixplick for um, helping me with this, get this data. Um, so for our listeners, if you don't remember algebra, high school algebra, there's your, your mean, median, and mode, which the mode is the number that appears most frequently in a data set and so for this particular for our case here that's an interesting number to look at because it's relevant because it means that that's what our secondary buyers are considering to be a fair price for parcels in fresno from the secondary market and this is what's going to get snapped up Right, right, exactly. And so that was 949 upics. I did a little trivia question. Um, and uh, we had Maltron and Hilt 82. Actually, uh, it was a funny story. Hilt 82 hit me up and gave me uh, a wrong answer, and it was extremely close. I think it was like I told him they had to be within two, and he was off by like five. Yeah. And, um, uh, I told him that uh, he was really close, and then he guessed again, not knowing that I had specified that there was only one guess because I didn't want my DMs looking like the uh, the Flash Challenge channel, sure. <laughs> uh, you know, where you just yeah, you keep printing a number until you get it, go from zero to five thousand, you'll hit it eventually. And so I uh, right. he had given me uh, a second number that was correct. He gave me the nine forty nine. And he asked me if it was right, and I said to him, uh, well, what I would do is I would go find a friend to work with and uh, tell him to submit that answer. And so he tracked down Maltron, which, who then gave me the correct answer. Nice. And then uh, just because they worked together, I, uh, I was offering a 5K Upix prize. Um, it wasn't really a prize. I just I told them that I would buy any property off of them for five k, and so cool. I just I I bought five k Opix properties off both of them. But um, nice. That was uh, that was a fun fun story there. And so back to the average, which is like I had said nine forty nine. That that's I'm sorry, that's not the average. That was that's the mode. That's the one that you see most frequently. Well, that's that's another statistical point too. It's not just the mode, but for quite a while that was also the lowest. Yeah, yeah. Which, as I'm looking at it at this second, it's it's up to nine fifty eight is now the floor on the secondary. Right, right. And so you know what? I had somebody ask me today what the floor means, and uh, there's a lot of I guess jargon, upland jargon, and uh, it's not necessarily specific to upland, but. If you're wondering what ceiling and floor mean, it's like exactly that. Like the floor is the the lowest or the bottom or um, in, in this particular case, what we're talking about is the cheapest, right? So the floor right. on secondary market sales right now in Fresno is 
nine fifty eight, and so it's rising, man. It's gone up a whole nine epics. Yeah, yeah, and so there's a little <laughs> trick if you don't if you don't know how to find that easily in game. There's there's you know we mentioned the great sec, uh, great data websites, Daily Uplander, Upland Data, Big's uh, World, but um, if you're on mobile and you don't want to navigate out of the app to go to a website just to see what you should list a property or what the floor is in fresno what you can do is you can you can pinch zoom out to where you are like really high up over fresno and you can see all of the borders so you can see all of the borders of all the neighborhoods and then there's a little building icon which is right underneath the point of interests that we spoke about earlier Mm -hmm. so you click that a little building button and that's going to open up a pop-up window and that's going to show you all of the properties that are listed for sale and it's going to sort them by price and so i'm looking at it right now and like we said it's it's 9:58, and so now with this information i know that if i list mine for 950 it's likely going to be purchased, right? Because you'll wake are, up to a sale. Yeah, definitely. Because there are plenty of veteran players out there that know this exact trick to seeing what the cheapest in Fresno, and this works for for any any city. In fact, any geographical area. If you only zoom out that far, it's only going to show you what's in, I guess, the purview of where you're zoomed. Too. I used to use this trick when uh, before the websites were really put out there. I'd zoom in as good as I could around the borders of a neighborhood and even zoom in just a touch right. more and hit that button. And I can see right now uh, in Woodward Park, it's looking like I don't even have to go to the website to look this up, but about 1298. Yeah. Uh, there's an 1175 is the cheapest. Yeah, that's crazy. And so, and then our mean for uh, Fresno is a thousand. I'm going to predict that the next time we look at these numbers, they'll have jumped significantly because when I look at what was being bought, so we had some enormous purchases at the top of the list. And uh, for the most part, they were all collection properties. Uh, Lolly Doll, L O L Y D O L. during the seven day uh span purchased let me see three olive avs that were in the top 10 and a van ness so he yeah. purchased 8507 east olive ave for 188,000 upics which that's you know that's in, that's incredible for fresno but believe that's, it or not, uh, that's that's not small potatoes for San Francisco either. No, no, and quite honestly, not for for New York either. I mean, it's well, obviously true. more common there, but uh, that's a pretty hefty purchase. And believe it or not, it wasn't that high of a markup. It was, uh, you know, one point seven x or a hundred and seventy six percent markup. So that was a, actually a really big olive av uh, and a pretty good deal, actually. Yeah, his two. Other olive abs were 87k and uh, 82,000 upix, and again, they weren't terrible markups. They were uh, 1.9 roughly, so 190% markup. Um, he filled a pretty nice collection, and with that 1.9 times multiplier, um, 
that roughly works out to where he owns the collection and he's although he's earning the bonus multiplier he's also only earning what it would be if he paid mint and it wasn't collection if that makes sense which right so his his markup negates the earnings multiplier meaning he could have just minted his own property and gotten the same earnings per up squared right however these are collection properties so you know he's going to be able to sell them for more at some point down the road right and he gets the chip and he gets the one-time bonus yeah sure the bonus too right so that's just something to keep in mind when um you know i wouldn't say that that is the only factor but it's definitely when i'm buying secondary market collection properties that's definitely something that i take into consideration what is the bonus multiplier and how how does that compare to what it's what the markup is and are they close as am i completely negating the bonus multiplier or not um, and you know i did i did some quick math on this his average markup he paid am i doing this right i think i'm doing this right because that big one was only 176 his average markup was 182 and the olive avenue boost is 190 right so he's still, so he's still a little ahead yeah not bad not bad at all not bad at all and uh i didn't i didn't pull all of his purchases um he had another one of van ness that was uh 68,000 upics and that was uh 2.1 x so 211 percent and he had another van ness too yeah where are you seeing that yeah, up at the top, right under his olive there. Oh, yeah. right, right, yeah, Another yeah, yeah. one he bought for just over two. Oh, right, yeah, look at that. Yeah, Lally Doll knows what he's doing in real estate. Good for Apparently. Good for him. And so uh, I hate to call somebody out, but uh, <laughs> we have another user here, Shagus, who, I mean, it's, it's I, I guess I, we, we don't have to say that this was a bad purchase but let me no. just explain from like a outside perspective what we're looking at here so it's a four thousand up square parcel so that's big that's a huge parcel uh, it's uh 1625 kern street and they uh, paid 3x on it so it's 312 percent. so it was an original mint of 44,000 and they paid 139k for it and the only issue that I have with this at all is that it's not a it's not a collection property and so for that reason it just it does lose a bit of its desirability in the future for resale purposes but who knows this this, this user might uh, not be buying this to sell it maybe this address was very important to them for some reason and they would have paid two hundred and thirty nine thousand for it but just for um for our, our newer listeners out there that's definitely something that you want to think about when you're making purchases um all of the variables that will affect the future value of that property yeah now i'm looking at it in real life and it's right on the train tracks if you know irl situation that can 
that can change your thinking on a property, sometimes for good, sometimes not. It's right on the tracks. It's right, right behind the ball stadium. <clears throat> really, if you were going to make this purchase in real life, this would be reasonable. It looks like it's a commercial building. Okay. Uh, so, you know, you get some good lease options in there. If I'm looking at the right building here, uh, let's just pretend it is. So, you know, IRL, not a bad purchase. Right. It's almost but I hope, a t-shirt. I hope <laughs> when, yeah, hey, uh, I hope that when building development, real estate development comes in game, that this is going to be a valuable property for those reasons. Right. Yeah. You know what? And it's by the California high speed rail also. Yep. Okay. Uh, I might take this back. This might be a very wise speculative purchase. I mean, I'm a cheapskate, so I think you paid too much yeah, for it, yeah. but well, at, at 300%, that's not terrible. Right. Right. Yeah, we've seen we've seen much worse to f- for sure in uh, just watching transactions, right? And not even talking about those ones that are purposely uh, imbalanced because of some money that needs to move back and forth. We're talking about just random buys that seem to be completely off base. Yeah. Man. All right, man. Well, uh, you know what? I am gonna try to get us wrapped up here. Um, but before we go, I want to introduce to this podcast, the segment that I want to call the scouting report. What this will be about is, um, the interactions in the community, in my opinion. So that's personally what has kept me around Upland these past five months. Um, Mm -hmm when I first started playing, so I, I've never been a gamer. And so discord, it, it, it was installed. I did have a discord, uh, account and, uh, I don't recall exactly what it was that I needed an answer for, but, um, the website likely pointed me to the discord. And I, once I, once I was in there, I mean, that, that, that was it. The community is what, hooked me man uh and i hear that so much too absolutely they're phenomenal and so what i want the scouting report to be is just to just highlight some of the new blood that i see in the discord that are just doing great things or um seem like they will be going places and i'll blend in so first is uh m M1411, this is a user who is only in their third or fourth day, I think, and uh, has a very similar origin story as uh, T. Davis does. Um, He's already Mm -hmm. fit into the point where he's going to be pro soon if he doesn't slow down. (laughs) Um, He might be director soon if he doesn't slow down. Uh, Very, very excited about... uh, uh, Upland, and uh, I feel like he has a lot to bring, and I'm hoping that I will get the chance to uh, talk with him more, um, maybe in a formal uh, arena, like uh, 
an interview or uh, on the podcast, perhaps, or and uh, if not, definitely informally, uh, we've struck up a Discord uh, relationship and um, smart smart guy so far. Yeah, nice. Uh, Yud Yudluger, how did you how do you pronounce that one? Is that what you said? Uh, yeah, sure. Yudluger, Yudlugar. Yeah, so Yudluger. Uh, I mentioned that I had uh, posted some trivia questions, and I just thought it was the coolest thing that like. So he won the first one that I did uh, um, two nights ago, and um, after winning it, he posted another trivia question and wanted to forward off his winnings and it was just like the right it's just the right attitude to have it was yeah spreading the love yeah dude it was awesome and then uh the two that i mentioned earlier maltron and uh hill 82 shout out mm -hmm. to you guys for for coming in hot and being awesome uh, we uh i personally appreciate it very much so thank you for sure so uh, what do you have for us, B-Dag, before we uh, we get out of here? Any closing thoughts? I don't know. I... Ghost Bud Wars Fresno. <laughs> <laughs> or maybe not since we don't have a chance. But uh, no, I, I appreciate the new players who are coming in and contributing to the community. And uh, just, I want to see more and more of that. And if if you're here in this podcast for the first time and you come into this game, <clears throat> make sure you get hooked up on the discord. Yeah, man. because that's really where the game is played. Yep. Yep. All right. Well, I'm gonna, I'm gonna send this back to too stupid. Thank you uh, everybody for listening. Wow. What an episode guys. Thank you so much. That went a little longer than I thought, but it is the first episode. No big deal. We'll definitely tighten it up and shorten it up. A lot of information put out, a lot of good stuff. And I'm really excited that we're talking about Fresno. And I look forward to what the future weeks have in store for uh, this segment of the Epix podcast. Make sure that you like, make sure you subscribe so you get notified right away when a new podcast hits. And make sure you leave a review if you're on Apple. All the reviews, the better. Helps us move up. Follow us on Twitter, at uh, Upix Podcast, and follow at Too Stupid to Win. And if this is the first time you're listening to this and you want to enjoy Upland, always go to discover.upland.me forward slash UPX dot or slash podcast for a 50% deposit bonus on your first purchase of Upix. We'll talk to everyone later this week for the main edition of the Upix Podcast. It's the Opix Podcast, baby. Glad you tuned in. Got your host, thank me later, and you're stupid to win. Might become an obsession as soon as you begin. Start out king of the street, then lock it iconic in. Welcome to Offland. Grab your Opix, man. On your way in the door, hit you with four grand. Get to buying and gripping, then to selling and